Hello and welcome to Superflu's Reading, the podcast with the personal opinions of a single person, me, and the books that I've read. We are still in 2017 and my long list written at the end of that year. We now move on to something fondly and sometimes not so fondly called guilty pleasures. Since entering the blogosphere, I have come to respect and own this category. There's no shame in liking one book better than the other. So I have finally convinced myself and this is probably a topic for another day to go into in depth. These are cozy reads which usually end in a happily ever after. I'm picky with these as well though. The happily ever afters need to convince me, make me feel with the protagonist. There's also that additional likes of a certain narrative style. There are some authors popularly liked whose style of storytelling doesn't actually appeal to me. The next thing to convince me has to be the characters. The lovable supporting casts are always a highlight. Now after all, these mentions and descriptions, it might be better to move on to the ones I especially liked and recommended by the end of 2017. Georgette Hare was a discovery when I ventured into reading books via Kindle Unlimited. Turned out that this was another that friends of mine binged in college, but it never crossed into something that I picked up. But the most popular then were romance, humor, stories that had a spunky heroine, some crazy situations, avoidable misunderstandings and interesting banter. The ones that featured in the year 2017 were Frederica. This was one where a sister wanting the best for her family appeals to an aloof, older, titled relative to help launch the younger sister into society. This is the 1800s, see. What follows is a battle of wits and it was a brilliant one to listen to. The foundling was about the duke of sale figuring out about his own capabilities and limits it had brilliant comic timing and multiple random characters here change their behavior and they grow during the story snowdrift and other stories were a collection of shorter stories by of the same ilk but i wanted more of the ones i actually liked short stories were not so much of my thing then people who are fans of shorter tales might actually want to start here those uh, since it covers most of the variety of the plot varieties while i still lived in the us and frequented the public library susan mallory was a guaranteed hit and i knew i could put one up amongst my all other reads and go home happy a marsali wedding an omnibus with the titles the marsali bride and the marsali princess is one of the books on the list The first is of a son of a wine grower's family who did not follow in his fa- family's footsteps and who's back while doing his job. He's protecting the daughter of the president and at his family farm and things obviously change between them during the course of the story. The second story is of the daughter of the family who finds out that the father of her son is still alive and actually a royal of his random country. He tries to mend their relationship but obviously four years and all the secrets don't help. Both show a strong family bond and complicated romantic entanglements, but end well. Susan Wiggs is another such author whose stories are a little more serious but end at a comfortable point. That year, the books I read were The Family Tree, The Winter Lodge, and The Beekeeper's Ball. The Family Tree is about Annie Rush and all the people in her life, both past and present, and how they contribute to the shaping of her life. In the course of events, she goes. to a year long coma followed by intense physiotherapy and the rebuilding process the small pieces that make up the recovery process both mental and physical are well described it's a happily ever after and it does come towards the end 
The Winter Lodge is the second in the Lakeshore Chronicles and I faintly recall reading the first in the pre-Goodreads era. Jenny is from the reeling from the loss of her grandmother when her house burns down. Homeless of sorts, her friends help her get back on her feet. Old secrets come to light and even without previous knowledge, this story can be enjoyed. The Beekeeper's Ball is the second in the Bella Vista Chronicles. It's a dual timeline narrative. Our lead protagonists are Isabel and the man writing a wartime biography about on her grandfather. So we are given flashbacks to provide insight with the older characters. Both protagonists have baggage that they shed along the way. All three of these books are for those readers who like a well-done women meets man and things change storyline with a strong background narrative. The next book is slightly different. It still qualifies as a cozy read, but uh, it's the tales of Rikrin and Elsewhere, 25 short stories of school life by P.G. Wardhouse. My second only semi-successful foray to P.G. Wardhouse was this book that my aunt bought for me, being a big fan herself. It unfortunately did not make me like it much at the time because I didn't know half of the school cricket lingo of those times and therefore did not get most of it. I reread it in 2017 and this time I enjoyed it all. It turned out to be a very fun adventure overall about children and their boarding school and I recommend it to anyone who likes that style of writing and wants to start with some shorter versions. The Lighthouse Keeper by Cynthia Ellingson I have recently recommended this successfully to a couple of people and it does not comfortably sit in a single genre because of a few reasons. Women's fiction is the most dominant since the lead character is an independent young woman going through a semi-midlife crisis. The romance angle is covered by a locally powerful and popular man who may or may not be hiding things. Adventure is there since there is a hunt for a possibly sunken treasure that is underway. And that reminded me of Famous Five and their wreck. The mystery angle deals with identifying who is trying to sabotage this whole mission. Drama is in the family reconciliation. And basically, in short, Dawn comes, wants to clear her great-grandfather's name in a small town of Fairylight Cove. And it's an overall entertaining book. Finding Philip by Elizabeth Edmondson begins in a wartime with a man's dying thoughts. The object of his thoughts then ends up in France a few years later as she tries to find out the truth about Philip. She is joined in this quest by smooth-talking, red socks-wearing Julius Drummond and later by her niece, snarky Olivia. There are hidden agendas, secrets, but overall a found family story that ends up being quite, as I've used this word often in this post, interesting. I could move on to the next list, but I won't. I really hope you come back to the next episode because I'm excited to sit down soon and work on it. Thanks for listening to this one and have a nice day.